Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to David Parrish. How are you doing, David? And where are you hanging out right now? I'm very well, thank you. And I'm hanging out uh, near to Manchester in England. Wonderful, wonderful. So um, David Parrish works worldwide helping creative entrepreneurs to design and execute their own unique business formula to achieve even greater success in terms of their profitability, creativity and lifestyle. And I think your mission statement, and I quote you here, crucially, it is not a compromise between creativity and business. It's a matter of getting the best of both worlds. It's remarkable and very inspiring. So I'm very thankful that I can talk, uh, that I can talk to you today, David. It's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Pleasure is here. So let's dive right in, okay? So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Well, as you know, I work in the creative um, economy and that means uh, businesses in design, fashion, publishing, computer games, uh, architecture, um, film and video. It's a very broad category of the economy. But the thing that people have in common is they are essentially creative and they probably set up their business with a creative passion in mind. My ideal client is, is a, a business that's grown to a certain size and is established and is looking to move up to the next level. So that's, I think, um, my ideal client. And at that point, they need my expertise because I have a lot of uh, expertise from my own experience as an entrepreneur and from working around the world. I think at that point, the biggest challenge they have is to get the balance right between uh, the commercial aspects, the creative satisfaction, and the lifestyle issues. And generally, what has happened up to that point is that they've focused entirely on growth. They've worked really hard, but they've perhaps got to a point where they're not quite as satisfied about the creative work that they, the owners, are doing. And perhaps they've taken a hit on some of the lifestyle um, issues. You know, in other words, they, they can be trapped in their business or working too many hours and it becomes very tiring. So I think that's the biggest challenge they face at that point, rebalancing commercial, creative and lifestyle issues. Yeah, it, it always comes down to lifestyle at one point, definitely. But it also was, was just um, astonishing for me just because as you were... Uh, talking about all these different areas in this uh, creative space, you mentioned also the architects, and I hadn't that on the plate. Uh, on, on, you know, kind of like, but it's true; they are part of that uh, creative field, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I have a great admiration for architects, architects, and architecture, because architects have to be creative. Um, they're both artists and scientists, and I think that really appeals to me to bring together the left and the right brain. Um, that sort of artistic creativity plus scientific 
and engineering rigor. And so I have, I have great admiration for architects. No, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so what are common mistakes, um, you know, they typically make when trying to solve that problem? Well, again, it, uh, I think they, uh, up till that point, have focused probably too much on growth, uh, on thinking that size matters. And of course, th there, is some, there are benefits to being bigger, but I think generally we have the mindset of the last century because in the industrial world, certainly we got economies of scale. There's no doubt that a bigger factory was more cost-effective, more profitable than a smaller factory. But when we get to the creative field, and I'm thinking here of writers and publishers, people working in software and computer games, we, we can be highly profitable and have fantastic scalability and international reach without necessarily being big physically. We don't necessarily have to have bigger and bigger offices and more and more employees. So I think that we can all get trapped, you know, sucked into that trap. I think there's also the, the, um, the danger of following turnover rather than profitability. And as I say in one of my books, you know, um, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. And they go for growth at, sometimes at the expense of um, of profitability and really focusing on finding the right clients, doing the best work uh, that can achieve profitability, which isn't necessarily about just growing and growing. And advertising agencies, you know, always talk about their growth in terms of um, turnover, but a lot of that money comes in and goes straight out again. And as one of my clients said, the real challenge is to try and catch some of that money as it goes through your business like a waterfall, it comes in and that adds to turnover, but it goes out again. So I think it's that um, focus on chasing growth and prof and turnover in an old fashioned way, rather than thinking about what they want to achieve, focusing on profitability, creativity and lifestyle. Mm. It's crazy when you think about it, you know, still, you know, kind of like trapped in an old mindset uh, or old patterns from the last century. And we are already ahead of that, right? So before I ask David, what is one valuable free action that our audience can uh, easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So David, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that issue? I think for me, it's about being super clear about your own definition of success. So when I start working with a client as an advisor or mentor or coach, uh, my first question is, do you want to be successful? <laughs> and of course, they always say yes. And you know, they, I'm sure they're thinking that's a silly question. But my next question is, Please tell me exactly what you mean by success. And this is where it gets really interesting because everybody has a different definition. Everybody talks to some extent about making money, of course, and that's really important. But then people say, I like the freedom of having a small business where I don't have many commitments. Other people say, I want to grow a huge business. And until I have 100 or more employees, I'm not going to be satisfied. Some people talk about working on cool, creative projects. 
Uh, others talk about collaborations. Some of them want to expand internationally and see that as a measure of success. Others want to stay local. And of course, there is no right and wrong about this. It's a matter of them being clear. And my point is that unless they know where they're trying to get to, I can't help them to get there. And it's not for me to define for them the, de the destination in terms of the definition of success, but it's super important that they understand that. And I think as people get um, more established in business, they get older and wiser, they realize that success is not just about the profit they're making from the business, but the enjoyment and the satisfaction uh, that they get, the peace of mind, the rewards um, in terms of yeah, um, doing good work, but also having the ability to step out of the business. Um, and this is all, of course, about working on the business instead of in it, because so many people realize that they've they've set up the business in such a way that they are somehow trapped in it. And so they're looking for um, uh, the right balance of um, lifestyle issues, spending time with the family, going on holidays, learning, developing, doing sports, whatever their thing is, as well as working. So I think that from time to time, we all need to stop and take stock and redefine what we mean exactly by success in its widest sense. Mm. No, this is wonderful. And uh, I cannot agree more with you. And uh, I like to set up for the second question because this, the second question really touches the values of us and our beliefs. And uh, it goes straight to the point and uh, what is really important in life and for our lifestyle, what we want to achieve. And over the years, you know, besides profitability and uh, money or whatever, the, the external successes, you know, what, is it, uh, what does it mean to our values and our beliefs that we share with our loved ones, essentially, right? So, um, so there, there, there's definitely, you know, the time to to ask yourself these questions so thank you for sharing this wonderful advice and uh, this brings me to my uh, next question which is what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that issue but also in a, in a broader sense um well a free resource is my book uh, which is called t-shirts and suits a guide to the business of creativity It's on the background there, and I'll just dodge out of the way so that you can see it for a moment. It's actually available as a paperback, an ebook, and an audiobook, and it's been published in 14 countries around the world in translations. But the um, it's also available as a free ebook in PDF format um, in English. The English version is free, and you can download it from my website, davidparish.com. So that's all about, uh, it's a business guide, particularly for my clients, the people working in the creative field, but it's actually of use to anybody. And it can help people to devise their strategy. It talks about marketing, financial management, organizational structures, as well as business growth and business planning. So uh, that's my free gift to the world, which also acts, of course, as my advertising. So. It's not quite not such a stupid thing to do to give it away free. 
No, definitely not. And I appreciate it very much sharing that. I love the title, by the way. This is excellent. So, we, of course, we will share the link in the show description so folks can uh, download it and uh, use it as a resource for them. So thank you, David, for that. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience here? Well, um, on my website, I talk a lot about um, creating your own business formula. And so a question might be, you know, David, what do you mean by a business formula? How is that different than a business plan? Um, and I guess uh, having asked that question, I, I should answer it. And, yes, please. <laughs> Be so kind. <laughs> and to say that, you know, the business formula is the fundamental foundation of your business. It comes before a business plan. It's possible to write a business plan on wrong assumptions. So we must make the right assumptions. And the business formula combines your, your definition of success along with your competitive advantage and sustainable competitive advantage. So it's about understanding your place in, in the marketplace. Um, and then thirdly, an element of strategic marketing, which is, of course, about focusing on the right parts of the market. And if we can craft those things into a formula, combining our competitive advantage and our strategic marketing to deliver the success we want, then that becomes a really strong foundation that can be developed into a more detailed business plan. But we need to hone that and craft those, those three elements together into a, a feasible business formula. And I've written an article about that called Create Your Own Business Formula, And that's also on my website. You can find it and download it free of charge. And that is also in several different languages, but of course, primarily in English. Of course. Well, thank you again for this wonderful resource and uh, this insight here that you just shared with us, David. So, and this brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Well, it was actually just last month when it was my birthday and we were able to have a party. And for the first time in over a year, I was able to get together with my extended family uh, because of the lockdown. We've been keeping in touch, of course. And I know that this will resonate with so many people around the world that we feel somehow isolated and, um, you know, le left out or disconnected. But of course, Because of the uh, easing of restrictions here in the UK, we had an opportunity to get together on my birthday. We had a barbecue. We had great fun outside. And actually, it made me realize how important family is and how much I miss them over these last 12 months or more. Mm. So true. Thank you for sharing this wonderful goosebump moment, having the shivers right now. And it's always coming down to the families and our loved ones. And even in these times, you know, when we haven't seen them for a long time, these gatherings, you know, gives us back the sense of uh, connection again with our loved ones. So thank you, David, for sharing this wonderful Goosebumps moment. Thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today. Well, thank you very much again for inviting me. And it's been a real pleasure to talk with you in this interview. Thank you very much. Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.